Steve and Justin use YCharts for their winning investment research. So start your free trial now. And if you purchase, mention InvestTalk and get a generous discount at YCharts.com. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Friday, March 8, 2019, and I'm Steve Peasley. I thank you for joining me today. And I hope you will also call me today with your investing questions or anything financial. Any issue that you're starting with that is financial, I'll be happy to talk about. I may not have the answer, but I know where to find them. So I'll be happy to do that. Now, here on Invest Talk and at KPP Financial, my firm, we implement a philosophy of independent thinking and shared success. And what does that really mean, independent thinking, shared success? Well, number one, we don't buy other people's ideas, other companies' uh, suggestions of what, what stocks or equities we should own. We want to stay independent from them. And shared success means we'd like to buy the same thing. I buy the same thing for myself as I do for my clients at the same price, same percentage of the portfolios in the various t- programs we have. And this is all pointing to one goal, and that's to help all of us reach financial freedom, whatever that means to you. Freedom from worrying about money. Okay, today in this hour, I'm going to do my best to help you reach your goals, whatever they are, financially. I mean, everybody's different, and uh, we do that, I do that. Justin does it on the the days he does the show. We do that by answering your questions. And so that you drive the show. You make it interesting or not interesting. I don't know how interesting I can make it. I talk about things that are interesting to me. I'm just never sure that's what the audience wants. But I do know your questions drive the show and make it interesting for everybody else. So don't hesitate to give me a call. We're live right now. The phone number is 888-99-CHART. Well, the big news today, of course, you had the, the big news was the jobs report, right? I mean, you couldn't avoid that. We only produced 20,000 jobs in February. 20,000. They expected like 170. And if you remember right, it was like 311,000 the month before. And February only produced 20,000 jobs. Now, I have a feeling that number is going to be revised. I also have a feeling that uh, the, the government's not counting right. But that's true every month, right? I mean, so what makes this month any different than the others? Most experts don't believe that this number is reflective of any anything negative or problem in the economy. Not yet, anyways. And it's probably smarter to look at it like a three-month average, you know, rolling average, drop off of oldest month, put on the newest month, and see how, to try to get yourself a trend. And then what's good news in this report? Uh, the the wages grew 3.4% year over year or 0.4% month over month. That was much better than expected. And did you see what Costco is doing? They announced today that they're raising the minimum wage to $15 an hour. So that's what you're seeing. You're seeing employers starting to want to try to keep their better employees by paying more money, which is a good thing for employees. Actually, it's a good thing for the economy too. The more money they have, the more they'll spend, and that helps the economy. 
Unemployment rate went from 4% down to 3.8%. Kind of funny, huh? I mean, do you remember when it was like 3.7 and it jumped to 4% and that was the month they produced two, 300,000 jobs and still jumped? Here it is, we only produced 20,000 jobs and the, and the number drops down two tenths of percent from 4 to 3.8. <laughs> Just odd. Just odd. Anyways, you've heard me talking about the importance of investing wisely and sticking with it. It can be instructive to evaluate just how well and persistent investors are in the past decade. Ten years ago, that's based tomorrow, that would be March 9th, 2009. Remember what happened March 9th, 2009? That was the very bottom of the market. That was the very bottom of the market from that huge financial crisis we had, that recession. Okay, so if you stayed with the market, 100% in the in, in Dow or in the S&P 500, you would have made a lot of money instead of being frightened in and out, in and out. But no one, you know, I hate to quote the numbers because no one can pick the bottom. No one has ever been able to pick the bottom. So it's very easy to go back and say, okay, if I only just did this on this date, well, of course, Everybody can look at hindsight and be 100% right and say, you know, this would have been great. Why don't you just say, if I only picked the right lotto numbers when it was a jackpot was $100 million. Yeah, right. So, what good is that? Yeah. So, it's, I don't really like talking about, uh, you know, what would happen if you would have bought at the very bottom or what would happen if you bought at the right very top and it went down because no one, no one knows. No one picks those things. It's theoretical. But if you would have just stayed with the market all throughout the, the downturn and the upturn, 2008 through 2009, you would have been just fine with your investments. Most people can't do that. They just can't. It's just too difficult. Okay, 888-99-CHARTER is our number. 888-992-4278. Love to talk to you. Did you see the news on the Chinese trade stuff? It wasn't so positive today. Uh, President Trump is still optimistic. And, you know, that that I, I think that Chinese trade negotiation thing has been driving the market. At some point, people are going to go ho-hum and not worry about it or think about it anymore. But if there is an agreement, that would be very positive for the economy. I'm not quite so sure how positive it is for the stock market. Depends on how long it drags out. Because the market will reflect reflect it eventually. So, anyways. 888-99-CHART. Uh, what is on your mind? What do you want to talk about? I will talk about whatever's on your mind. The market was down today. The Dow was down 23. The Nasdaq down 13. The S&P down 6. So it was a negative week. It was a down week. You're starting to see the market kind of rolling over a little bit. Kind of an issue. Um, so what do we want to talk about? You know, we can talk about investing in Amazon when you first came out, an IPO, but that, again, is looking backwards. very difficult to know, but you would have made a fortune. You would have done the same thing with Microsoft, Intel, Apple, you know, but that's very difficult. So, what do you? what's on your mind? You want to talk about the FANG stocks? FANG? Have you already forgotten about them? Facebook, Apple, Netflix, uh, uh, Google. You want to talk about them? We can. 
Now, as you can tell, there's always an interesting market news, always, every day. But let's go ahead and grab a question from our anytime listener line number, 888-99-CHART. Hello. I have saved up around $80,000, and I'm 21 years old, and I was wondering what I should do to invest my money and what I should do to make it grow. I was considering buying or putting money down on a house or a townhouse or a condo in my area, but Los Angeles seems very expensive. I was wondering if maybe there's another state or another city where I could possibly invest in property or whether or not this is the right time to invest in property. Thank you. Hope to hear it on the next podcast. Well, investing in properties is a very good uh, asset class. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, and I did it, you know, slowly over the many years, invested in properties and in the stock market. So I like doing both. Um, when you invest in property, it's all about location where, you know, the location is key because you want to pick a spot that the valuations will go up. You don't want to pick a spot where they're going to go down. Now, there are certain rules of where to pick. Um, I, I have some of my own rules. Uh, I liked when I was buying rental properties, I, I got up to five or six of them. I don't quite remember. Um, I always liked them close to the ocean in California, Southern California, mostly because I lived there and I knew the area well. Uh, but also because I knew that that was, a, you know, a, a finite space, right? Another kind of rule would be close to a major university, because you always will have renters, so it's consistent. Or a state, um, a state government, capital. Or, you know, something to make it attractive. Not in the middle of nowhere, but something to make it attractive. And the younger generation, when I say younger, I mean the people in their 20s and 30s, they kind of like to move or live where the action is. You know, so town, downtowns and major cities are becoming more popular. So, you know, you have to pick a theme. If you're going to invest in property, are you, is it a house you're going to live in or are you going to rent? And you have to answer that question. If you're going to rent, you, you need a good return and equity and be prepared for renters not to pay you rent some month or two or three. Be prepared for that. You still got to cover the cost because that will happen as a, as a landowner. It does happen. Anyway, so I have no problem with rent uh, a property as far as investment. And if you're 21, you have that much money, congratulations. $80,000 is pretty good at age 21. If you put it all in the stock market for the next 40, 50 years, you'll do very well. Either way will work. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and I will be, I am returning to San Jose next week, March 13th. I think I have one slot open, I think. So if you want to take it, you're going to have to register. You're going to have to... Either call us or go to investtalk.com, send me an email, something to tell me you have an interest in meeting with me on next Wednesday in San Jose area. And now I'm taking your questions live at 888-99-CHART. You are listening to Invest Talk. Have you visited investtalkacademy.com? You should. It can help you learn to invest like a pro because it features online classes that can teach you how to grow your investments independently. Learn more at investtalkacademy.com. Have you got a question for Steve? 
He's here and the lines are open. 888-99-CHART. 888-992. We're going to talk to Sabir in San Jose. How are you doing, Sabir? Hi, Steve. Uh, long time listener. We have been learning a lot from you and, and Justin. Uh, and Thank you guys you. are doing a great job. Thanks for the show. I was just wondering about Thank the you. market. It's uh, coming mm-hmm. down, bleeding for the last five days, including today. Uh, last two days, yes. S&P opened, dropped lower. Uh, than previous day. So today, in the late hours, uh, we are seeing some strength in the Nasdaq and S&P. So my question is, if there is a rally in the next week, is this going to be a selling opportunity? Can S&P go down 5% or more short term? Or the rally will sustain and this market still has legs of 5 to 10% upside? Depending okay, on the thanks for the question. I don't know if everybody understood that. He's saying, does the market, will the market, is the market going to go down more? Is it going to make, uh, continue to correct? Or should we not worry about it and just stay the market and have another leg up? I think it's going to correct more. I think, you, you know, we had this very steep fall, right, into December. Very steep, down, 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 down to the end of December. And then a very, very sharp rise, meaning a V bottom. Like we call that a V bottom. And no, a normal bottom would be, a more common bottom, I should say, is where it goes down, maybe not as sharp, and then flumps around on the bottom for a few months, up and down, up and down, retests the low, then starts working its way up slowly. That would be a normal recovery from a correction. This one was a V bottom, and in a V bottom, very often, they'll give back half of the rise, from the bottom to the top, which was last week, they'll give back half that. And they could do it very quickly. So it's more volatile. And I think we are in for a downstroke for the market. It would be it would make sense. It would be normal. And it, you should expect it. Does that mean that we're going into a bear market and the market's going to continue below the old lows? Probably not, because there's no fundamental reason out there for it to do that. We're not going into recession yet. We're not, you know, the rest of the world is not collapsing. So I don't think so. Yes, correction. That's about it. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. And you can give me a call anytime you want. We want to talk about anything financial. You know, when I talk about risk a lot, you can take a risk questionnaire at investtech.com if you're interested in getting a risk score, how much risk you're comfortable with. My number, 888-99-CHART. In today's market, more than ever, you need unbiased investing guidance because it can help you achieve financial freedom. This is Invest Talk, and you've come to the right place. Steve Peasley is here now, taking your calls live. So step up with your questions, 888-99-CHART. Okay, our main talking point today. In the opinion of some market experts, modern monetary theory, MMT, modern monetary theory is nothing but smoke and mirrors. That's it. Bunch of nonsense. So the next battle for central bank independence is already under unfolding 
And this is very interesting what some people think. And I, I, it, it, may, it amazes me the lack of common sense. And that's going to be the main talking point. A lack of common sense. Now, you know the KPP Premium Newsletter goes out every Friday. goes out to all subscribers this morning. goes out every Friday. Four, every, four times a month. Every Friday. I write that thing on Friday morning. I get up pretty early to do it and try to explain what's going on in the market. In the market conditions section, this week I said the market decided to give back some of the recent gains, and is still likely to give back more. I just said that, answering the question from from, uh, Severe. So I expect it to give back more, and I wrote that this morning. So I'm just confirming my own opinion there. there, there can be a very, uh, you know, I don't, I, I said in it, I said in the news, I'm probably not falling into uh, into a bear market, which is a fall of 30%, probably may not even retest the recent lows, but it is going to have some type of a correction. And before we can have that next leg up, we need some kind of catalyst. And the most obvious catalyst would be the Chinese-U.S. trade agreement, if it gets, if it gets there. So... So uh, that uh, that was in the that was in the main section. I talked a little bit about all the economic numbers are out, uh, besides the jobs report. But that's what I talked about. Um, um, I talked about uh, on the the portfolio management section. Um, I talked about you know four hundred one ks, IRAs, uh, and which one should you do? Uh, which one is smart? And, you know, always a 401k is the number one if the employer's matching money, right? If they're matching money, it's free money. You can't, you got to take that. So that's the obvious thing to do. The stock idea had a German healthcare company, a big one, that I thought you might want to consider. Um, and I usually have two. I always have two, matter of fact. Not usually. I always have two in there. Uh, so that's, you know, something that, that you know, you can build a... Um, a, a watch list on, and I tell you why I like them. You know, put in there why I like them. But I'm not saying these are ones you should buy. I'm saying these are ones you should look at and decide for yourself. Okay. Um, and then you know, uh, there's also the, uh, the there's all, I always put in there a section on uh, consumer watch. Today I talked about social security benefits. You know, put some things about there. They get complex. They get complex. If you're doing, if the only thing you're doing is collecting your Social Security payment benefits, it's not as complex. But it can be, as long as you're collecting a full retirement age or beyond. If you collect early, you're going to get cut. They're not going to pay you all your money. Then the full retirement age is whatever age you reach full retirement age. Do you know what yours is? Is it 66, 67? And then you should wait, which uh, I had a class on this uh, just yesterday. So you should wait till you're 70 if you can, because that's a lot more money, 8% more per year from your full retirement age till you actually retire. So, you know, it's good, smart to wait unless you're not healthy. Then it might be smart to take it early. Anyway, that's a KPP premium newsletter. You can uh, subscribe to it if you like. Uh, um, um, it 
you just go to our website, investtalk.com or kppfinancial.com, and you'll see it. There's, there's a place to subscribe to the newsletter. Now, if you have any questions for me, you can call right now, 888-99-CHARTERS is our number. Uh, some of the other talking points that I have for us for today, uh, Feb- I, I want to get into more of the non the payroll numbers for February that were announced because it was kind of a disappointment. Um, Dow Transport, do you know how? Do you think the Dow Transport Index is older than the Dow Jones Industrial Index? And you know the word Dow D O W? That's a guy's name, his last name. Transports. Something interesting happened that rarely happens with the Dow Transports this week. We're going to talk about that. Um, and I want to redefine old. What does old mean? What does old mean? Are you old? What does that mean? How old is old? I think it's getting to be redefined. And I want to talk about when you look back and you're old, what really makes a good life? Is it is it dying at your desk, working till you die? Does that make a good life? What may, What's the definition of a good life? And by the way, I'm not making this up. There's been surveys. There's been surveys about that. And I'm going to talk about the surveys. And there's the three top things that make a good life, quote unquote, whatever that means, a good life. Anyways. On the next Invest Talk, one U.S. senator wants to break up the big tech companies. You know, I'm not necessarily opposed to that, personally. Is this possible or merely political theater? That's going to be the story on Monday. But for now, I'm Steve Peaslin. I'm ready to take your questions at 888-99-CHART. To win, all effective investors use a process. And listeners call Invest Talk every day asking to share our winning process. And they, too, can win using the right analytical tools. Just what do we use as our everyday go-to research tool? Ycharts. It's a cloud-based financial research platform. It is indispensable. Ycharts has the powerful tools of a terminal combined with the ease of use of a modern website. We use Ycharts every day. Ycharts is easy to navigate, visually awesome, and informative. YCharts has filters driven by thousands of metrics, Excel integration, and data visualization to create charts that compare stocks, funds, indices, and more. If you're a serious investor, you'll understand that the precision functionality in YCharts is not free. But YCharts has more horsepower and by far better data and filters compared to a giveaway tools from Yahoo or Google. YCharts is a fraction of the cost of something like Bloomberg Terminal. And now our listeners can try YCharts for free. You just heard Steve and Justin endorse YCharts. It's the lightning-fast research, data filter, and charting tool they use every day for their investment portfolios. Think about it. Steve is right. Free software cannot come close to the power, speed, ease of use, and practical functionality of YCharts. And serious investors understand that YCharts can pay for itself with just one or two targeted investment selections. So here's your chance to take advantage of a free trial and a generous YCharts discount. Start by mentioning InvestTalk when you go to YCharts.com. Get serious, get YCharts. You are listening to InvestTalk. 
Well, the weekend is almost here, and next Wednesday, March 13th, Steve Peasley will be meeting with listeners and investors in San Jose to conduct no-cost and personalized portfolio reviews. There might still be one or two appointment opportunities remaining. Register or learn more anytime at investtalk.com. And now, Steve's here taking your calls live. Step up with your questions, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. And we're going to go talk to Farhan in Pleasanton. How you doing, Farhan? I'm good, Steve. Thank you for your show. Uh, I'm in the Thank market you. for a house, um, but I'm not... Um, I didn't call for that. But the thing is, uh, I want to ask about credit scores. Uh, recently, I was uh, purchasing online tickets, uh, flight tickets, and the merchant double-charged me, maxed out my credit, and that really hurt my credit score by about almost 100 points. Uh, mm. Question is, what's the fastest way to fix that? Um, because since I'm in the market for a house, I uh, wanted to get your advice on what's the fastest way to bring the credit score back up. I've paid off the bills, um, but yeah, that's my question. Well, uh, you, you, there, there's different things that makes credit scores go up. And I was uh, some time ago, a year or so ago, I wrote an article about uh, how to how to uh, improve your credit scores. And it's it, it, you know the problem is is the, the the credit agencies who set this stuff up, they're not that uh, transparent about what would do that. They do tell you that you know uh, uh, not reducing your debt. If you had too much debt compared to your income, your debt to income ratio, then your credit will go down. Applying to too many credit cards, your credit will, score will go down. Um, canceling a credit card, your credit score will go down. Does that make any sense to anybody out there? Um, so don't cancel your credit cards. That made your score go down, not up. Um, um, so there's not a lot you can do. Do you know if there's anything on your credit report that's negative? No. So the uh-huh. only thing that actually took it negative was because uh, they double charged me on the flight tickets. It exceeded the card uh, credit limit on the card, and that uh-huh. brought it down by a hundred. Yeah. So I don't have yeah, any debt. I'm going to buy a house. Yeah. So. That's amazing how that how that uh, there's nothing you're going to be able to do, other than you can explain it when you apply for your uh, loan for the house loan. If they're not giving you the lowest rate because of that, you can explain it in writing, and usually that will satisfy the bank that you're going to get the home loan from. Even though it will not change your credit score, it will influence them to give you the lowest rate if they're giving you a higher rate because your credit score was up. What's the number that, what's the absolute number that you have, Farhan? The credit number. It's about 600. Now it's about at 683. And before this incident, it was about close to 800. Yeah. Geez, that, that's a big hit, isn't it? No, there's not a lot yeah. you can do about it except explain it to the, to the lender if they try to, you know, ding you for more money. That's the only thing you can do. Farhan, appreciate the call. Thank you. Sorry about that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for the call. Jerry in Texas, stuck in traffic on Interstate 37. How you doing, Jerry? I'm doing great. I uh, appreciate your show. I've been listening to you for a long time, and uh, I'm a big fan of yours. 
thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. All right. So I'm interested in BlackBerry. I own BlackBerry, and I know it's slowly making its way up. I might be interested in buying some more of it. I just want to know what your thoughts are. Okay, BlackBerry Limited, everybody. Canadian uh, uh, company operates a security software services company and securing enterprise of things. BlackBerry Inter- Inter- uh, Limited. Um, I would be very careful with this, uh, Jerry. I don't think I could recommend that you buy more. It is trying to make a comeback, but it's so slow. 2017, oh, yeah. they made six cents a share. I know. 2018, they made 14 cents. And next year, they're going to make 17 cents a share. And then 18 cents a share. Well, gosh, come on, guys. And sales are pretty much flat now. But they're better than they were. Sales were falling. Now they're not falling. But the improvement is so small, I I cannot in all good conscience suggest that you buy more. I cannot. Because it's just too weak. It's a $9 stock, going to make $0.18 cents a share. So you give that, you'd have to give that like a 50 PE to be worth $9. And I don't think it's worth 50 PE. I think it's worth maybe uh, 15 at the tops. That means it's only, the, it's a $4 stock. See, I can't recommend it. I really can't, Jerry. I hate to say that to you, but I, I wouldn't, I, I would, there's a lot better companies out there with better numbers. And I, I think I would look for elsewhere. Appreciate the call and thank you for listening. Don't don't make. And I hope my negative opinion about this talk doesn't make you not listen, <laughs> because I, I I have to be honest. I I, I cannot I just cannot tell anything what I think is the truth, and I could be wrong. The stock could just take off, but it, to do that, it's got to turn around dramatically its sales and earnings, and I don't see that happening. It just don't. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. So, let's talk about the Federal Reserve a little bit. Modern monetary theory. Okay, uh, this is an article that you can read for yourself. It's on marketwatch.com. And uh, and they're talking about what what people are suggesting. They're suggesting that we should dramatically increase our debt because it's so cheap anyways and it really doesn't matter. And I'm thinking, it really doesn't matter? I mean, we're talking about progressives, the progressives that are in Congress. Debt does matter. But since we put on a lot of debt, it appears that it doesn't because it hasn't really affected us negatively. Okay, when I say that, I'm talking about Think about all the debt, even with Trump coming aboard. Look at the debt still growing, and we're, the GDP is still growing, and unemployment rates really low. And so the, they're thinking, oh well, gee, then it really doesn't matter if we have lots of debt. Uh huh. Does that make any common sense? Any sense at all? Debt does matter. What happens is it constricts the, 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 the constricts the ability of our government to do things. What happens when you realize a lot of our debt is not carried by us. It's carried by foreign entities, countries, people, individuals. What happens if they decide we have so much debt that we have to continue the debt? 
We got to read when it comes due. We got to re up the debt. What happens if they decide uh, they don't won't accept three percent anymore? What will make them decide that they won't accept very low cost debt? What will they remember? Who drives that rate? When a government borrows money, who's setting that rate? It's the public, the people willing to borrow the money. Right now, they're willing to lend the U.S. government money very cheaply. Why? Well, because we have a pretty strong economy, but we have a ton of debt. What happens if we keep increasing that debt? Increase, let's say we double it. What happens to people, what would you do? Would you demand more interest rate? Okay, let's say we triple it. Because remember, modern, modern theory, monetary theory is that that doesn't matter. What happens if you triple it? What common sense would tell you that the people lending us their money are going to demand a higher return. They're going to say, oh, yeah, I'm not going to lend it to you cheap anymore. I want now 6%. And pretty soon, our entire budget is paying the the to pay the debt instead of whatever else we're spending on. It cannot, it makes sense. It does not make any sense. Debt, of course, matters. Just because it doesn't matter today doesn't mean it won't matter in the future. So this, this idea that you can just continue to borrow money and it won't matter is just nonsensical. It's, it lacks any... Any thinking person would look at it and say, that's ridiculous. You can't just keep burying yourselves in debt forever. There's a point. There's a there's a breaking point. We, I don't know where it is. We may be close. We may be very far away. But there's a point that people will not lend us any more money, their money. They will want, they'll demand a higher return. And so anybody who's, any politician who thinks that that's not going to be true doesn't know anything about economics. It's it's it, and it doesn't have much common sense either. <laughs> you can't do that forever. Just doesn't work. Anyways, I'm Steve Peasley. And this is Invest Talk. New listeners may not realize it that we have been producing this program five days a week, every day, Monday through Friday, for twenty years. And through all that time, all that time, we've been offering financial investing uh, advice. We always try to make it unbiased. We try to make it down-to-earth, common-sense type advice. We don't hype anything. We don't panic in. We don't panic out. We just give you honest answers to questions that you present to us. So we really appreciate all those questions over all those years, and we hope you'll keep it going by asking more questions. Again, we we broadcast live in the Bay Area, and stream live through investtalk.com. And of course, and we do this Monday through Friday, 4 to 5 Pacific time. And of course, you can podcast it, download it anytime you want. And then you can listen to it anytime you want. And now I'm taking your questions live, 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, made possible by KPP Financial. Invest Talk listeners and KPP clients alike are invited to take advantage of the many products and services of KPP Financial. For example, the Invest Talk radio program and its podcast replays, the new online training experience, Invest Talk Academy, and the KPP premium newsletter distributed to subscribers each Friday. Learn more anytime at investtalk.com. The phone lines are open now, and you can call with your questions. 888-99-CHART. 
Yeah, hello, Steve and Justin. My name is David from Fort Myers, Florida. Just calling in to see what your take is on CenturyLink, CTL. They just cut their dividend in half, and I'm looking at the stock now. It's only dropped about 10%. It's down at about $13. Time to pick it up. I think it'll drop a little bit more. I'm thinking maybe around $10 a share. What's your take on this? Would you pick this up? And at what price point? Thanks again. We'll be listening on the podcast. Love the show. Okay, CenturyLink, CTL is a symbol, provides local exchange, long-distance networks, uh, broadband services to rural communities in 37 states. They have made money, always made money. They used to make more money than they are now. Uh, 2017, they made 95 cents, but the year before, they made $2.45 a share, so it went way down from $2.45 down to 95 and now it's making a slow little comeback. I mean, it's $1.19 uh, last year. This year, it's scheduled to make $1.21, that's the estimate, and then $1.31 next year. So it's slowly coming back. It's a $12 stock. So that's under 10 PE, which is a good value. Now, this is a danger. Remember, everybody's, everybody loves dividends. Excuse me. Everybody loves dividends. And this company paid 8.1% dividend. So if you did your research and say, oh, yeah, I'm looking for any company paying over 8%, this one would come up and you would be all excited. But what happens when the dividend is too high, they cut it and they cut this one in half. So now it's going to be paying a 4% dividend, which is much more reasonable in this environment. Uh, the company is growing its sales. Uh, they were growing their sales 40 plus percent in the last three or four quarters, but the most recent quarter, December quarter, they only grew at 9%. So sales growth slowed down. And I think because of the cut in the dividend, because of the slowdown in growth, the stock had took a hit from $22 down to today $12. Is it a good value? Yes, it's a good value right now. Um, I Probably all the damage is already, already built into the stock, but... It's just recently bounced up the last couple of days. I think you need to give it a little bit more time to see if that holds, especially if the market corrects more. It will probably tear the, bring this down. Then, will it be a good value? Yes. It's already a good value right now. doesn't have much on return to equity, which is a little disappointing, 6%. And I would look at the debt, how much debt they're taking. That's probably, that's probably putting pressure on them downward. And that may be why they had to cut the dividend. They don't pay that debt. So there's some warts. They have, the company has some warts to it. Debt and um, uh, that seems a little bit high and the return on equity is very low. That's not a good sign. So uh, it would not be a stock I would be interested in, even though it's good value. I would not. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Here's an investment term you should know, grant deed. Grant deed. A grant deed is a legal document used to transfer ownership of real property. Grant deeds often help the transfer of real estate from one owner to another. Okay, so that's what you get. You're getting a deed to the property. Numerous types of grant deeds there are out there, depending on who is transferring property to whom. A transfer from with a grant deed does not cause a property's value to be reassessed or property tax purposes. That's not just a transfer. It doesn't do that. 
So if you want to read more about what grand deeds are and how they work and so on and so forth, go to invest in, invest talk, uh, go over to investopedia.com. I get a lot of these terms. I really love that website. A couple of websites I really like. Investopedia.com is one of them. Now, if you want to ask a question about something else, anything financial, my number is 888-99-CHART. I'm Steve Peasley. Would love to talk to you. Um, we will. We only have a... We're down to our last segment of the show, everybody. So give me a call. 888-992-4278. On the next Invest Talk, one U.S. senator wants to break up the big tech companies. Is this possible or merely political theater? That story Monday. But now Steve is here ready with answers, and he's waiting for your questions. 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve and Justin. This is Chris from Illinois. I had a question about uh, resistance when you're looking at a stock chart, and I've heard you say, you know, wait for it to break through resistance. When you say break through resistance, you mean closing above that resistance price, and would you say a buy point is when it has one day or two or three days staying above that resistance level because I know I've seen, you know, stocks pop through it and then kind of come back off it. So I'll listen on the podcast. Thanks a lot. Bye. Well, essentially, yes, you're correct. For instance, if you're looking at the S&P 500, if you look at that chart, there's several resistance points right around 2800 to 2825, and that's where it got it stopped. And because there were several, th- three times in October, November, December where it reached that number and bounced down. It came up, bounced down. Came back up to that number, bounced down. Did it a third time, and then it fell sharply in December. So it failed that third time. So that was resistance now, and the market went up to that point a week or so ago and started down. Now, the another resistance points on the S&P 500 was where it made its ultimate high in late uh, September. And that's at 29, about 29.25. Okay, 29.25, was a, that's a, the next resistance. If it broke above that resistance, there would be no other resistance on a yearly chart for it to stop. And therefore, that would be called a breakout. And yeah, you want it to break through resistance, not just one day, but give it a couple, three days and make sure it's doing it not on less volume traded, but more volume traded. Or look at your on balance volume, OBV, on balance volume. Ah, Throwing a new term out there, everybody, something I haven't mentioned for many years. On balance volume, something I look at all the time, but I just don't want to talk about it. And that's where where the, the up, ticks are on more volume volume than the down ticks when a stock is being purchased or sold on balance volume you want it to be going higher interesting huh new thing to look up you can look up it on investopedia.com but yeah you're right there's resistance uh and you want to see a breakup of the resistance and then the stock likely goes to the next resistance level and, you know, ultimate breakout is when it breaks above all resistance to the left. And all the resistance is, think about this, people. All that really represents is people who bought stock at a certain peak and then it fell off. Those people, when they get back even, they tend to sell a stock. 
stopping that stock from going up any further. Resistance. That's it. Dull. Nothing more than that. Kind of interesting. The Dow Transportation Index is older than the Dow 30 Index. The Dow Transportation Index was it came was a was produced or compiled or whatever you want to call it in 1884, where the Dow Jones Index was first came out in 1896, 12 years later. Now, what's the importance? Well, the Dow Transport has gone down 11 days in a row. Now, if you know anything about the Dow Theory, the Dow Theory, the Transport and the Dow, Dow, Dow Transportation Index and the Dow 30 Index are related. And the Dow Theory says that if the Dow Industrial Index goes up, but the Dow Transport doesn't go up with it, the market is at a top and it's going to roll over. So now you have a Dow Transport who's gone down 11 days in a row. The Dow hasn't gone down 11 days in a row. So is it going to lead down further? It's only happened five times in history where it's been 11 days in a row for Dow Transport to go down. Five times. So I don't know how important that is, but I'm thinking that's one of the reasons why I think the market is probably going to give up some more. May not, but I think it will. I really do. Anyways, I'm going to have to. Get, I want to talk about this at some point, and that's redefining old age. Everybody, what makes a person have a a, a life well lived? What is that? When you look back, what is a life well lived? We're going to talk about it another day. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another InvestTalk program. And I thank you for your loyal support and all your questions and being with me for the last 20 years. I appreciate it. I hope you come back. We'll do this again on Monday. Justin Klein will be here, and I'll be back on Tuesday. Have a nice weekend, everybody. Good night. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein chief executive officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.